Hi there, and welcome to the Simply Living for Him podcast. I'm Karen DeBuse from Simply Living for Him. Thank you for joining me for another episode of this podcast. On this podcast, I talk about all things simple, whether it's life out here on our little hobby farm, how I keep it simple in my homeschool, or you'll always just hear a lot about Jesus, because I truly do believe the remedy for clutter and chaos in our world is Jesus. The more we desire Him, the less we naturally desire the things of this world and the easier it is to live more simply. I have a lot to catch you guys up on today. Life has been upside down, round and round, but I feel like I say that every month on the podcast. I mean, whose life isn't crazy, right? But that's why this episode is for you, because we all live in crazy times, crazy seasons. You know, we go through these series or seasons of ups and downs and trials and joys and all kinds of things. And today I just want to talk about how we stay grounded and how to stay living simply in a crazy, crazy life. So before we start, I want to thank my podcast sponsor as always, Apologia. Apologia is a Christ-centered, award-winning curriculum provider. We have used their curriculum for pretty much our entire homeschooling journey. And uh, we have always, always loved their elementary science. That has been our favorite. Right now, you can save 20% on self-paced curriculum or receive free shipping on orders over $150. Go over to Apologia.com. Check out all that they have to offer. There's support. There's online learning. There's curriculum. Um, They have everything for K to 12. And most of all, what's most important to me is that it's all written from a biblical perspective. So go check out their award-winning curriculum at apologia.com. So let's see. I I talked about a lot of different things this week on my devotionals, and I'm going to touch on some of those things, but really expand on them more because I've been learning a lot of lessons from the Lord lately. And there's just been a lot going on. And I don't really know what the future holds, but I know who holds the future and I know who's trustworthy and who's faithful and that is our God. So let me just start with some updates first. Um, I, I don't even know where to begin. There's just so many things going on. So you guys know I dropped off, well, we all dropped off my son last week. Uh, He is doing another year with One Life Institute, which we have been extremely pleased with his experience last year. And he's actually doing another year. Uh, So One Life, if you don't know what it is, it is a gap year program that he completed after his graduation from high school. It was life-changing. It was amazing. I won't get into all of it here, but I know a lot of you ask me all the time, you want to hear about uh, college alternatives. I need to do an entire episode on that because we have just been totally changed in our whole philosophy of, you know, the post high school journey and how it does not necessarily mean, you know, you automatically go to four-year college. We have found these beautiful alternatives. Many of you have been asking me, so I need to do an entire episode uh, devoted to 
you know, what happens after high school, some post high school alternatives. And for us, it has been One Life Institute, which has been amazing. And he's actually doing another year there um, where he will be focusing on trades. And so it's far away. It's far away from home. It's 11 hours away. You know, you guys, if you've been on my journey (laughs) with me for a while, I've started Simply Living for him. I think Grace was in first grade, my oldest daughter. She is now married, uh, completing college this year. She'll be graduating. I mean, you guys have, if you've been there from the beginning, you've seen, like, I went from, oh, I don't want to send my daughter to school to, oh, I'm sending people, you know, 11 hours away. Like, every year I feel like God's just like, yeah, let's rip the Band-Aid off a little more. You know, we graduated Grace from high school, and that was a big deal, and sending her to college two hours away was a big deal. Then she went and got married, and that was a big deal. And then last Last year, we sent my son to the gap year program at One Life, and that was two years away, I mean, two years, two hours away. And it just felt, you know, like every year we just had something <laughs> that we were focused on, you know, that was kind of hard transition. And now this year we're sending one, you know, 11 hours away. And this is the most peaceful I have felt in any of these transitions. It has been the biggest gift from the Lord. It has nothing to do with me. This has been literally a supernatural peace, just like it says in the Bible, the peace that surpasses all understanding. Um, I don't have it in front of me. I know it's in Philippians. I believe it's chapter four, um, <clears throat> but that's literally chapter four, eight. No, it's not four, eight, but that's literally what I feel right now is the peace that surpasses all understanding. Okay. It's going to drive me crazy because I don't want to give you guys the wrong info. So let me grab my Bible here <clears throat> and give you the exact uh Verse. You know, it's funny how you can like recall verses at any time, but then when you're on the spot and you know people are listening, you're like, wait, that's wrong. Uh, I'm so I'm looking it up here. All right. And that's Philemon. That's not Philippians. All right. Philippians chapter four. Yeah, four, eight. I know what that is. Okay. So it's four, seven. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. And there's also a verse, and I'm definitely not going to go look it up right this second because I'll be flipping through here because I don't know exactly where it is, but I know it's in Isaiah where it talks about, um, you know, when you uh, have your mind fixed on him, you will experience peace. That is a complete paraphrase because I have it wrong right there. But it is so true um, that when we, you know, focus on God and and just not on ourselves, not on our circumstances. Uh, I'm sorry, I've got it right in front of me now. Sorry. Isaiah 26, 3, uh, where it talks about, you know, uh, fixing your mind. Those who fix their mind on him will experience peace. Again, paraphrasing. And so, you know, that I saw that this, this weekend. And I'm going to explain to you all that in a little bit. So let me just back it up. So we... I mean, the week before he left, the anticipation was harder than actually bringing him, which is true for many things in life, right? And so we dropped him off uh, on Sunday, but the days leading up to it, I was just starting to get a little anxious and I was determined. I was like, I am determined to be happy because there's nothing to be sad about. He's going to a great place. We have experience with the program, so there's not as many unknowns as last year. Uh, he knows the people that are going to be there, you know, all that kinds of stuff. 
or some of the people, I should say. So it's not, you know, totally going into the dark like we did last year. It's just that it was far away. And of course, as a mama, you miss your children. Like we love being with him. You know, we got used to him not being here last year. And then uh, he came home in May and it was like we got used to having him again, right? You know, we got into a new routine. But that is life and that is, you know, seasonal. And what something I've learned so much this past week is that, or I would say past couple of weeks, is that life is seasonal. And so when we feel that our circumstances are out of control and we feel that life is just so crazy and we're never going to get a handle on things and it's so overwhelming, remember that life is seasonal. So what I mean by that is, there comes different seasons. Like as much as we try to avoid it, like we always want everything to go smoothly. But that is not ever going to happen. Life is seasonal and every season has highs and lows and every season has different purposes. I mean, if you look at the creation, God created the seasons. We're looking at Genesis 1 yesterday in our homeschool And, you know, it says in there that he put the stars in the sky, the lights in the sky to mark the seasons. It says right there in Genesis 1 that God made the seasons. It says in Ecclesiastes that there is a season for everything. And the physical seasons that we see all around us also mirror our life and our spiritual seasons. You know, just like God created... uh, this winter and spring and summer and fall, they they all have a purpose. I'm a summer girl. I want it to be like perpetually summer. I don't ever want to be cold. I want it to be light out till nine o'clock at night. I want the carefree, you know, schedule of summer. I want to be running around barefoot in my sundresses. You know, I love summer. I absolutely love everything about summer, even hazy, hot and humid weather. Yes, I do. I know I'm weird. I love it. I don't care for winter. I don't like to be cold. I don't like when it's dark when, you know, I wake up in the morning. I don't like when it's dark when I'm cooking dinner at night. I don't like being home like, you know, uh, in the summer we're out like outside or out in the evening. In winter, I'm like, I want to put on my pajamas at six o'clock, right? So I don't like that part of it. I don't like um, just the darkness, the cold, all of that. But guess what? When you sit down and you think about it, I'm not going to have summer without winter. I'm not going to have spring without winter. You know, like all the seasons are made for a purpose and the plants need to go dormant at that time. The, you know, physical things that happen in winter happen for a reason. My son said to me yesterday, but what if you live somewhere where there's like, because I was saying how every season like is necessary. He's like, but what if you live like on the equator or you live where somewhere where there aren't a lot of seasons? And I said, even that, you know, the stars in the sky mark different seasons, the moon, the tides, there's still cycles. There are still seasonal things that happen, even if it's not the same as our seasons here with a stark difference between winter and summer. There is still a cyclical pattern and God created that. And so, Just like everything is necessary, even in our life, it is necessary to go through seasons of letting go, like I have been the past several years with my children, and it's hard. There are necessary seasons of new life. There are necessary seasons of blessing. There are necessary seasons of, uh, 
drought, you know, when you're feeling like you're spiritually dry, you may be dry financially, you may be going through hard times, there are necessary seasons. And it all goes back to our relationship with the Lord. Every season is necessary so that number one, we see God in it, we see his character in it. Number two, we see that we need to depend on him through everything. We get stronger through trials. We grow closer to the Lord in seasons of hardship. And in seasons of blessing, may we never forget to honor and and, and glorify him because of those blessings. I know that if it was perpetually summer and I never had winter, I would probably stop appreciating summer. You know, I know like come late July that I better start appreciating those long nights because they're going to start ending. And so I wouldn't do that if I didn't have winter coming or fall coming, right? So you appreciate uh, what you have even more. You don't forget. You know how it says in the Bible, like if we are so prosperous, it says in many different places, like you can forget the Lord, right? But we won't forget, you know, what we, we, we appreciate, I should say, more what we have. And the times in winter, you know, whether it's spiritually winter or physically winter, we depend on the Lord. We look to the Lord. Like these are purposeful. And in spring, you get that new life bursting forth, right? And in our souls, we have seasons where it's just like, you know, it's so, it feels so wonderful. I'm actually feeling like that a little bit now, like things are on the upswing. But do I know that that could change at any minute? Yes. If it was constantly, everything was, you know, hunky-dory, would we rely on God as much? I hate to say it, we wouldn't. Would we... Um, be as close to him because we often get closer to him through the trials, just like it says in James chapter one, trials are necessary to produce perseverance in us, to produce growth in us. So it's really important to remember that life is seasonal. So when it feels chaotic and it feels out of control, take a deep breath and say to yourself, this is, this is the way it's supposed to be. God created the seasons and rather than fighting the seasons, trying to stop them from happening, simplify things right there by saying, all right, Lord, I'm walking with you through this season of winter. I'm rejoicing with you through this season of spring. You look to the Lord in each season to say, what is he teaching me through this? How am I growing closer to the Lord? You know, I think we do try to fight it. We try to, you know, I would have done anything to stop my son from going this past week. Now, I wasn't really going to stop him from going, but like deep down, it's like, Lord, make it not happen. You know, you you sort of have that feeling that you really don't want to let go. But then once you do let go and you see all the beautiful things, you know, I remember when my daughter graduated high school and she was leaving for college and I clearly remember she used to be on the worship team at church every single Sunday of her senior year she sang on the worship team and it was the same team and they became really close and it was just a beautiful thing beautiful young uh you know adults leading worship every Sunday and they had a great relationship with each other and it was just a beautiful time and when it was her last Sunday leading worship and I you know she was leaving for college or whatever the next week and I was bawling. I was crying after service. And I remember I said to my friend, I just want things to stay the same. I don't want this to end. 
I don't want things to change. And when I look back at that, I think how foolish I was. Why would I want things to stay the same? She has grown exponentially in her relationship with the Lord since she went away to college. She has grown into a community of um, like-minded, Christ-following young adults that she is walking her journey of life with. She met her husband, who takes care of her like gold. I could never say enough about him. I love him dearly. I love their relationship together. They are godly, pursuing the Lord together in their marriage. She is ministering at her church to young teens or teens and young adults every single week. She's going to school. She's working. She's doing amazing things. When I look back and think about me sitting in the pew and saying, I still want her to sing every Sunday. Yes, that was a beautiful time. But why would I want to have held her back? That would have been so selfish. When I look at my son last year, I cried like you wouldn't believe when he left last year. I didn't know what was going to happen in the year ahead. And I would have done anything to keep him close at home. But when I look back this past year, he has grown exponentially in his walk with the Lord. He has grown exponentially as a young man. And so... It made it easier to drop him off this time because I was able to look back at all the things God has done and realize that this is the beginning of new seasons that are going to bring even greater growth. We don't want to hold on to them how they were. Our job as parents is that they grow in the Lord. That has been my prayer this whole past week is, Lord, I just want him to grow closer to you this year. I just want him to grow closer to you. And sometimes that can be a scary prayer because there may be times of trial that he is going to use in order to bring my son closer to him. In fact, that's what it says in the Bible. And so I think to simplify our lives, we need to look, you know, when we feel like everything is so so chaotic, we need to look at who is in control. One of the things I talked about this week on the, I'm not on the podcast, on the devotional, I think I mentioned it on Instagram. This changed everything last week when I dropped him off. And this can simplify your life, whether you're walking through crazy seasons, whether you're just feeling overwhelmed. I mean, this will change your life in the day to day to just not make everything so complicated because we are looking to him alone. So what I did last week, normally, okay, so... I'm sure this has happened to you, but when you're going through a hard time, you wake up at three in the morning and you are so anxious, you can't fall back asleep, your mind is spinning, you know, all the what if scenarios are going on in your head. And that was me a couple of times. And there was one night specifically that I woke up and I just felt panicked. And I was like, I don't want him to go. What if this happens? What if that happens? And all the what ifs, all that stuff. And so a lot of times in the past, I've just said the name of Jesus over and over when I get anxious. And that usually calms me down. I feel like there's power in the name of Jesus. If I'm saying Jesus over and over, I physically can't be thinking negative thoughts. And specifically this night, I said to myself, I like just recall scripture. Like I was telling myself, what verse can I meditate on right now? And I couldn't actually even in the moment, like think of a verse to meditate on, which is you know, obviously the enemy is probably 
like out there like stopping me, even though I know he doesn't get in my mind. But, you know, I literally was like not even able to recall a verse in the moment. And sometimes in the past, I've like tried to just say to myself, you know, I trust you. I trust you. I trust you. And that can help as well. I mean, that's a calming thought. But in that moment, I did something different. I started specifically saying, God is faithful. God is trustworthy. God is in control. God is faithful. God is trustworthy. God is in control. And I started saying these God is statements. And I have since then had the peace that surpasses all understanding. Anytime something starts to creep in where I get a little anxious, I literally just start saying, God is faithful. God is trustworthy. And God is in control. And here's why I think it makes a difference how I phrase those truths. I took myself out of the equation. When I sit there and I say, I trust you, God. I trust you, God. I trust you, God. There is nothing wrong with that. Absolutely nothing wrong with that. I'm just talking about my experience. For me, I fail often. I'm human. I often say I trust you, but deep down, I don't feel you know, that I, that I am fully trusting. I always have a little doubt. Again, go to the book of James. It talks about this too. When we go to prayer, double-minded, do we have any doubt? When I say I trust you because I am, you know, just by the default here that I am human, sometimes I don't trust. So that phrase saying, I trust you, I trust you, I trust you, I felt like was not nearly as powerful as saying, God is faithful. God is trustworthy. God is in control. I took myself out of the equation and I fully focused on the Lord. I fully focused on who he is. And for me, I feel like it made all the difference. The night we were, so we said goodbye to him. We drove, this is crazy. We drove down 11 hours in two cars because he wanted his car down there. So my husband went with him in his car and my other sons and I drove behind in the minivan by myself. But I have to tell you, it was a gift. 11 hours down there by myself was a gift because I prayed. I said a lot all the way down there. God is faithful. God is trustworthy. God is in control. Um, I could sing my worship songs at the top of my lungs. I could cry if I wanted to. I mean, it just was, you know, I, I prayed a lot on that ride down. And it was a wonderful time. I listened to podcasts. I just listened to worship music. It went so fast just because I was by myself for that time. And then we brought him there. We got his stuff into his apartment that he's, well, it's a, you know, he's staying on campus of this place where he's at. Um, but he's living with other guys and, you know, got him settled. And then we went out to dinner and then we came back and uh, said our goodbyes that evening and went to bed. We There was a place for us to stay right there on campus. There was little cabins to rent. And so we stayed in our cabin and our plan was to wake up. So we said our goodbyes that night and our plan was to wake up at 4 a.m. and turn around and drive back home 11 hours, all of us this time in the minivan. And so um, went to sleep woke up at 4 a.m. and for a split second, I couldn't imagine that we were just going to get in the car and drive away and leave him there. And my, I said to my husband, we're just going to leave him here? It was pouring rain, not, you know, not to mention it was pouring, not that that really like changes anything, but just felt like I don't want to leave him here. It was pouring rain. It was pitch black because it's 4 a.m. And I said, we're going to leave him here? And he's like, yeah, let's go. <laughs> and with that, I just, in my mind, God is faithful. 
God is trustworthy. God is in control. That phrase has changed everything. I have literally, anytime I start to get nervous, I just say that phrase. Because there is no uh, disputing that. It is the absolute truth. When I say I trust you, I leave room to not trust because I am a human and I am frail and I can easily uh, be double-minded. But when I say God is faithful, God is trustworthy, God is in control, that is absolute 100% truth. And so, you know, the Lord is so good. He gave me that gift of the peace that surpasses all understanding. We drove home. I felt fine. You know, I mean, drive, leaving your son I, at every state, you get further and further away. I know I easily could have felt awful, but I felt good. We got home, uh, you know, walking into the house, there was a little bit of tears when I would see his empty room. And I went right to his room. First thing, when Grace went to college, I didn't go to her room for months. I left the door shut and I wouldn't even open the door. I went right to his room, made sure I looked at it empty. The bed was stripped, everything. And like, you know what? We're in a new season, and guess what? God is faithful. God is trustworthy. God is in control. And, you know, I'm applying that to this specific, you know, situation that we're in, but I would love for you to choose your characteristics about the Lord that you fill your mind with. You know, when life feels crazy and life feels overwhelming and life feels complicated, pick something that will. Fill your mind with that absolute truth. God is. And then you put in there, you know, what you want to repeat in your mind. The other thing I wanted to say was <clears throat> on along lines of this topic. Um, this is just a little aside for anybody who's a parent out there. I talked about this on the devotional this week. But if you're in a season of letting your children go, and if you're in a season of, um, you know, them growing and all of that, just a little aside here, something that God taught me this past year or two, like when Grace got married specifically, you know, my kids are, my daughter, she lives two hours away and she's married. And in the beginning, I was like, I wish she lived close. You know, we could see each other every day. I could stop over her apartment. We go shopping, have dinner together, whatever. But that's not the case. And the thing that the Lord taught me was I did not have children <clears throat> And there is a whole episode on this in the archives, but if you haven't heard it, I just want to give this reminder because I thought about it a lot this week. I didn't have children so that they could fulfill me, right? If she lived close by with her husband, we could see them all the time. We could stop over for dinner. They could come here for dinner on Sunday. We could go shopping, blah, blah, blah. We go to church together. I didn't have children for them to fulfill me and my life. Their purpose is to fulfill their purpose in the Lord right? They are here to fulfill a purpose from him, not to fulfill my needs. And that changes everything as well. And that can get, you know, rid of a lot of that complication that happens in my mind. Things feel very complicated when I start to get, you know, I dwell on these things. It's like, look, it says in Acts that, you know, we are, God appoints the, the boundaries where we live. You know, he puts us in the pl certain places at certain times. Well, right now he's put her two hours away. Right now he's put my son 11 hours away. Part of letting him go this year was thinking, what if he likes it so much down there he doesn't come back? Guess what? If God calls him around the world, that's where I want him to go. They are not here to fulfill me. 
I have these children that I have raised for the Lord, and I want them to go wherever he leads them, whether I'm going to miss them terribly or not. They need to be wherever God calls them. And who am I to be so selfish to think I want them here for me? If I did that, she wouldn't be able to be ministering to these teens every week. They need her much more than I do. She needs to be fulfilling her purpose in the Lord. And I think for us, a lot of times we make um, our families, our children, an idol. You know, I talked in the devotional this week. I read Deuteronomy 6. We all know what it says, especially as homeschool moms. We quote it all the time, you know, how we have to train up our children and talk about the Lord when we walk on the road, when we rise up, when we go to sleep. You know, it's because He is our everything. It doesn't say we raise our children, we talk about the Lord, we do all the things and we keep them close at home. No, we do all those things so that they will love the Lord their God with all their heart, mind, and soul, and that they will not have idols and that they will have no other God except the one true God. And then we go and try to keep them close and make them an idol to us. If we are truly loving the Lord first and teaching our children to do that, we will let them go wherever the Lord takes them. So I just wanted to give you that little aside because I thought that was important that I learned this week. So, you know, right now life is really complicated. Like I said, we've been going through these seasons and ups and downs. And I just really wanted to um, encourage you today about, um, you know, that God is faithful, trustworthy, and in control. Pick something that you could repeat daily. If you're feeling like you just can't, get a handle on things. You know, we can live a simple life when we are doing exactly what I just said about loving the Lord our God with our whole heart, whole soul, our whole mind. Once we are living for Him solely, as it says in Matthew 6, 33, seek Him first and all of these things will be given to you. Once you are seeking Him first and living for Him solely, it changes everything else. It changes how you live. What you believe about God changes how you live. Your relationship with God is what will affect everything else. So when I'm feeling really strong in my relationship with the Lord and I'm, I'm, you know, walking closely with him, I can let my son go. When I'm feeling really, you know, close with the Lord and I'm walking with him, I see everything out of his perspective and not my own little earthly perspective. And that changes everything. So what you believe about God is going to um, change how you live. So what do you believe about God? Do you believe God is faithful? God is trustworthy? God is in control? Put your own sentence in there. You know, of course, not... And I'm not saying what you believe about God, but what does the Bible say about God? Because we can easily believe anything we want about him, but make sure that what you believe lines up from God's word. And it is absolute truth. But what you believe about him is going to determine how you live. And if you believe what the Bible says, and you believe that we have to love him with our whole heart, whole soul, whole mind, whole strength, and that we have no other gods. That could be our families. That can be stuff. You know, we make it complicated when we allow idols to get in our lives. When we feel overwhelmed and we feel like life is so crazy and life is so complicated, ask yourself, is God number one right now? Do I love him wholeheartedly or am I divided? 
there's been a lot of things lately that have been trying to divide like my heart, you know, um, that I could easily make an idol. And that's why I have to constantly repeat these truths to myself. So the other thing that's been going on lately, and I just want to share with you guys a little life update here is I got a job. <laughs> so yes, Simply Living for Him has been, you know, my, I would say, job for the past 12 years. And um, it still will continue. I will never not have this ministry. It just may look different. I don't know exactly what the future holds. Um, <clears throat> but let me just give you a little background. So Simply Living for Him evolved completely on its own. I never set out to be like, I'm going to have a podcast. I'm going to speak all around the country. I'm going to write books. I was a mom homeschooling my kids, and I had things to say about homeschooling. I was writing for, you know, little homeschooling websites early on. Everything just evolved <clears throat> into a full-blown ministry. Now, two years ago during the pandemic, I started the Simply Living for Him online women's community. That is not for homeschoolers. That is for any woman that wants to walk closer with the Lord. And I, because, you know, it was during the pandemic and I really felt like I, I wanted to be able to reach people. And that was a huge way to reach people. We have 1,500 members. We do Bible studies. We interact on there. You know, I still do, um, events the past couple of years that look different. Uh, we finally got to do our retreat again this year. I, I, I've been able to get out there and speak again, and I absolutely love doing all that. And I absolutely love being able to minister in person. Um, and that has not, um, you know, um, what, I, what I'm trying to say is ministering in person. So ministering online is huge because I can reach people all around the world that I can't in, per in person. But I also realized that, you know, face-to-face -face human connection right here in my community is so important. And this is the really cool thing. So for years now, I would say the past couple of years, Steve and I have been praying for a ministry center. I was praying for, you know, something. I wasn't exactly sure what, but I was picturing like a place where I could do retreats and events and we could do outreach and, you know, outreach to the community. And, you know, at one time we were thinking, you know, retreats like overnight retreats. And then that turns into a whole nother level because I don't know how to run a hotel or anything like that or an inn. But, you know, we were just thinking of all these things. And I just kept thinking like, I want, you know, I love what I do with Simple Living for Him. I love the podcast because it reaches around the world. I love writing and it reaches around the world. I love my online community. It reaches around the world. But there's something missing with this in person. You know, I'm able to go speak at certain events, but traveling takes everything out of me. And even though I love it when I'm there, when I have to prepare to travel and come home to, from traveling, it takes a lot out of me physically, um, mentally, and of course from my family. And so, you know, we've tried to do local events. We did one at my church a couple of times this this year and before the pandemic. Uh, you know, local events are certainly a possibility. But I really kept thinking I want like a hub, like a place to do all this. Here's our amazing God. <laughs> all along, we're praying for this. And we have been members of our church now for almost 20 years. We absolutely love our church. It's gone through a lot of ups and downs, though, in the past decade because we've had pastors that came in and out and, you know, different things, um, you know, transition times. And it's just been a little unsettled for the past, I would say, many years. So um, anyway, 
at our church, when we first joined, they had a, we have a beautiful property. I think it's 16 acres um, in a beautiful area of New Jersey, not the area that you think of when you see like pictures of the turnpike. This is like beautiful area of New Jersey. Um, and it's set on 16 acres. And actually the original property was a farm or a barn. And so we have the church, the sanctuary building, and then there's this other building called the barn. And back when we joined, they used to fill that barn with classes and events, and it has a gym, it has classrooms, and like I said, beautiful, sprawling property. We used to have like fall festivals, spring or summer festivals, you know, all different things went on. And over the years in this transition time, and especially during COVID, the barn has not been used. And, you know, it's sort of just been like this thing, like, what are we going to do with the barn or whatever? And my husband one day, he's an elder at church, and he had mentioned that, you know, um, the barn and what were we going to use it for and outreach. And I'm like, wait a second. I was like, do you know that if that was like, I'm like, this is my dream. Like I could take that barn and revitalize it again. Like there is so much space there to reach out to the community, to do events, to do classes, to do conferences, to do retreats, to do day events. Like my mind is spinning. As you guys know, I'm a visionary. I'm like, there's such an opportunity to do stuff. And so he's like, are you serious? Because like, I will talk to the elders right now and tell them that you're interested in like taking that on. So I was like, absolutely. And I had this like great piece about it. I wasn't like, oh yes, I want this. It was just like, if that's something that the Lord wants, then it'll happen. And so like over the summer, there was conversation, there was, you know, prayer, especially for me um, about it, talking with the pastor, walking through the barn, you know, what do we need to do to get this place back up and running? Because it does need a little bit of a facelift. In the meantime, we had somebody donate to remodel one of the rooms upstairs is called the cafe. It's a beautiful little room where I could see doing coffee houses and things like that. Um, and so that got remodeled from an anonymous donor. And then as we were deciding like, yes, we're going to do this. And they said, we'll hire you part time to take on this challenge, really this position um, as the director of outreach and, and get this barn up and running. As we're doing that, we had another donor come in and donate money to revitalize the downstairs of the barn. So we have all these classrooms and I am just so excited. And like literally it was in front of my face the whole time. I've been praying for years for a ministry center, but what better thing than to serve my church and my local community? Like literally this is a dream come true for me. So all of that is to say life is getting a little crazy right now. We just started homeschooling and I just started this job and you know, it's flexible. I make my hours, but you know, it's, I'm trying to figure out a transition, um, not a transition, a rhythm to, uh, my day now and my week and how we're going to balance homeschooling. I still want to do simply living for him as I can and my new job. So, and I'm just super excited to connect with people in the community. So if you are local to New Jersey, I will be, you know, sharing all about uh, what we're doing over there at the barn. But you can actually go follow us on Instagram, uh, Grace Bible Chapel. Um, and let me just check to make sure that is the actual like handle because I know it might be Grace Bible Chapel, New Jersey or whatever. But you can find uh, you can find it on Instagram. I have taken over their social media right now to kind of um, get that going. And yeah, we are Grace Bible Chapel uh, on Instagram, and we are also on Facebook. We are located in Chester, New Jersey, and we are just super excited for what the future holds. I am super excited to be able to serve in this way, and so I just wanted to. Uh, 
put that out there to get let you guys know like because with the devotionals like I used to do them every Monday Wednesday Friday I don't know exactly I mean nothing might change it's simply living for him but in this time of transition I just want to be open and, and transparent and honest that I may not get the podcast up every week or I may not get the um the uh, devotionals up three times a week, or there may not be as much interaction in our online community from me, but that doesn't mean the women there can't interact, you know? Um, and also I'm starting my senior year, not my senior year, my son's senior year. So I've got another transition coming next year because he's going to go away <laughs> after he graduates. So, you know, life is never settled. We've talked about this a lot lately. Life is never settled. And I think when we come to that realization and we stop trying to live life settled and we understand that it is crazy, that's when it changes everything. You know, I said yesterday in the devotional, read Genesis 1-1, or maybe it's today I said it. Read Genesis 1-1. <clears throat> in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. If that doesn't calm you down, I don't know what will. You are not God. You are not in control. You did not create the heavens and the earth. That calms me down and that puts me in my place. It gives me a place of humility to remember I am not God. And I can walk through crazy life because the God who created the heavens and the earth is in control of my life. And that is a huge comfort. So if you're feeling like, you know, I just explained to you our crazy life. I know everybody out there has their own story and there's people's, people's lives that are just as crazy, if not crazier, and everybody's walking through different seasons of life. But whether you're in a crazy season of life or a very uh, smooth season right now, you can change your perspective by focusing on God and who he is. God created the heavens and the earth. You can simplify things right there when you realize Life is all about him and not about me. Life is never going to be settled until we get to heaven someday. So right now, as crazy as things feel, how do I walk through it with him? Okay, every day feels a little unknown right now because I don't know how my schedule is going to work out. I have all these things going on. But guess what? I know that God brought us to this point and he will continue to walk through with me every second of the day. As long as I'm living for him, I've got nothing to worry about. He will walk me through every second of the day until someday he walks me into his presence when he calls me home. And so what you believe about God is going to determine how you live. And you can live simply and you can simply live for him no matter how crazy your circumstances are today. So I hope that this encourages you. If it does, please share it with a friend. It helps so much when you uh, share the podcast. Um, that helps me get my message out there to more people. Um, it helps everything I do here at Simply Living for Him. If you are a homeschooler and you are looking for some encouragement, I have my books available on Amazon right now. I have my e-courses. People tell me that they either read the books or, you know, watch the videos for the e-courses at the beginning of their school year to help get their mind, you know, and their focus in their homeschool where it needs to be. So I'd encourage you to check those out. I'd also encourage you to follow me on social media at Simply Living for Him. And now you can even follow Grace Bible Chapel, especially if you're local. Come on out um, and we would love to see you. So until the next time, I wish you all the blessings and joy in Jesus today.